Welcome to episode number 59, The Power Couple. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe and special guest Jeff and Eddie Thomas. All right, guys, this episode is titled The Power Couple. Uh, in this episode, we have special guests, fitness entrepreneurs, celebrity trainers, husband and wife, Jeff and Eddie Thomas. In this episode, we discuss the Miami fitness scene, the fitness business, motivation, and effective training. We hit the topics of business and relationships, supportive couples, and the key to a successful relationship. We receive tips on entrepreneurship, and we wrap the episode up with quotes from E.E. E. Cummings and George Eliot. All right, so if you're new, thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. We are still ranked among the top 100 in society and culture on iTunes, so thank you. That's from all the love and support. If you're new, we'd like to kick things off uh, with a dictionary.com uh, definition. And today, since we have with us a power couple, we are actually going to define the term power couple. They define it as a couple consisting of two people who are each influential or successful in their own right. I know that was in the dictionary. Me neither, but that was, <laughs> that just sounds powerful. Uh, all right, so uh, we have Jeff and Eddie with us. And... Um, so, since you guys are fitness uh, entrepreneurs, um, and uh, won't you give us a little bit of background of who you are, what you do, and actually how you got started in the fitness scene? So, actually, I work, um, Jeff and I are both personal trainers. I work as um, an indoor cycling instructor at a high-end um, indoor cycling studio in Miami Beach, one of the best here, stadium style seating. And um, Jeff and I actually met at the gym, so that was our common denominator that kind of introduced fitness into our lives um, all together, and that's, that's how we actually met. And we just kind of took that um, as a unit and, and ran with it. And now we have our own personal training business, um, lots of clients, um, basically capped out with clients um, in Miami Beach, and it's probably one of the best places um, for anyone in the fitness industry because everyone's got to stay fit or at least want to stay fit year-round. Right on. All right, so Jeff, tell us what specifically you you are a uh, master at, and then Eddie, you tell us what you're master at. All right. Um, I typically am known for getting people results on a personal level with the idea that we accommodate lifestyle. So I'm more known about the idea that I can build into your life weight loss, a goal journey with maybe a competition for running or weightlifting or whatever your goal is in that sense, right. but with the idea that I can modify it in a way that you can still enjoy a semblance of life without being to the point that you can't enjoy Miami Beach and some of the things that we like to do or live in a lifestyle that we have down here. Nice. So you kind of uh, seamlessly incorporate the uh, the fitness um, 
aspect into you know the life making a, a lifestyle right um exactly. instead of something that people think of oh gosh here we go yeah. again i have to it's you like know. another job to just to work out yeah so he, he's kind of like uh in the most non-abrasive way uh bringing the fitness to so it makes sense for each individual so you're kind of making it tail it's tailor-made for each person right Exactly. Every person's unique and every person's body moves a certain way. Everyone responds differently to different food types and everyone's got different personality types. So you really learn how to hone in on each person's goals and figure out what works and what doesn't. And that's what makes personal training fun because we have to really adapt to everybody. And it's not just a cookie cutter system that just works for certain people. Everybody's unique. Exactly. Perfect. All right, Eddie. And so, specifically, what do you do, and what your uh, your master craft is? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think um, I think my main craft and my specialty is dramatic weight loss. So, anyone that really needs transformation mentally and physically, and I truly believe that success in weight loss starts with the mind rather yeah. than the body. You've really got to tap in to that connection. And um, I'm blessed enough that I can pick and choose who I want as my clients because I need to be able to connect with that individual. If I have my first session and I know I just cannot tap into them or there is no connection or I just don't know if I can grasp them, then I know that there might be another trainer better for them. So I move them right along and I just let them know I don't feel like I'm the right trainer for you. Um, I want to make sure that my clients get maximum results. And by doing that, you've got to really, um, you've got to listen. And it's about listening and learning and, and find out what their triggers are and what truly and deeply is going on inside of them before they can even shed weight. Once you find those triggers, you use that, you empathize, and then you start to learn the body. And before you know it, they start losing weight because that's when they start really believing in themselves. Mm. They see a little bit of result, and then they don't want to stop. So that's that's how I really tap into to my clients. That's impressive, right? I mean, yeah. we always talk about on a podcast where you know we're self help, personal development. We're trying to motivate and inspire people, and it's we do talk about the inside game. And your, you know, your thoughts become things. Yeah, and, and the biggest thing is belief in yourself. If you don't, if you don't think it's going to happen, no, no matter what you do, it's not going to work for you. Anyway. Yeah, and I do appreciate the fact that you, um, you do accept, you know, clients of you know all shapes and sizes. But if you feel like they're not a fit for you and your program, um, you kind of redirect them to a, a much better fit. Um, we had my buddy uh, Evan Steinman, who's a strength trainer, uh, on the on the podcast multiple times yeah, uh, last year I think and um, he says the same thing and, and not not everyone's like that and I think that is the key to why he's successful and why you're successful why both you guys are successful is because uh, you're taking that kinds of stuff that just tells you're taking that kind of stuff into consideration that also tells me that you've re really vested into the people yeah, that you absolutely. do have so that your clients are lucky to actually have you um, so that, that's pretty cool because you're building that trust and honesty straight up front that you yeah, know straight up front that you may not be able to be the right yeah, person. You're not blowing smoke up, you know, people's pipes or whatever. Exactly. So cool. All right. So can you guys explain to us, we're on the East side, uh, but we're, uh, obviously up North and, uh, the whole Miami scene is totally different. Is there, you know, and, um, you know, Eddie, I know you're, you're born and raised here on the, uh, the East coast, the North part. 
So what what is the Miami fitness scene like? I know there's a dramatic difference. Um, you know, what, what's the biggest difference or, or what's it like and, and why is it, you know, what it is? I mean, Miami, any time of the day, of the hour, you will find people and you will see people working out. You can go for a walk and there are people running at 3 p.m. It could be 100 degrees out. Jeff, for instance, he's a marathon runner. He does his runs at 3 p.m., running the bridges of the highways and my friends will text me and they're like uh just beeped at your husband I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well thank god he's out there running and not anywhere else I don't know. <laughs> <You know? laughs> at least keep jabs on him that way but um anywhere you go i train my clients outdoor at the track so there are bleachers, there's a track. I use TRX ropes. It is 90, 80, 100 degrees outside. And we are still working outside um, given our circumstances. Sometimes it rains and we're still training. And this is how bad these individuals want their results, mental and physical. So I think it's a really, it's a, a big difference in mentality from the mindset of anyone living in Miami versus the mindset of anyone living up north because up north in the winters we wear coats and yeah. we wear sweaters we're like oh we can hide this for a few months yeah. right right in Miami yep. it's like you've always got to be one step ahead of the game because it's pretty big competition out here yeah there's yeah. There's, there's no bulking season there's no downtime <laughs> we, we go to the beach in January the same way we go in September you know it's 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 constant um the fitness scene is very niche down here there's very specific things up north and other a lot of places have general fitness where you can walk into a gym you could just pull up a random class down here we have very specific uh types of studios that have very specific types of trainers that are meant to do specifically just that so you're getting in my opinion probably the creme de la creme like you're getting the top notch of that specific thing and it's it's just completely unique and it's it's really great it's it's motivating because you see someone that is doing something you can't do yet or doing something that you haven't tried yet and then you try it and you find a passion for it before eddie i did not like spin i take spin now and she has motivated me to push for the fastest runs of my life etc with doing the least amount of running because she found a way to tap into my potential there and push me. And that's one great thing with being down here. It's just everybody's supremely talented. And that's what it is. The talent, a lot of the fitness entrepreneurs and the talent come to Miami. They go to those big markets where they know people are willing to spend money on their health. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. I do think that is, that's a, uh, uh, a huge benefactor of the Miami scene uh, yep. because the cost of living obviously oh, yeah. isn't cheap. So, you know, you're getting a much higher, uh, you know, I guess not quality of a person, but the, you know, the, their funding is there to support this kind of specialized training. Um, so yeah, that niche is definitely there. And it's, I guess the statuses and all that stuff that you yeah. want to upkeep that everybody sure. wants, to, wants to pay the quality for that you know it's funny i didn't even think about that jeff the point that you brought about bulking and doing all this stuff because yeah. the weather's always good and you can't <laughs> hide that you no, know yeah because i was like yeah, you can yeah the winter time's like it don't matter uh thanksgiving and christmas you pound it up <laughs> although <laughs> although we thanksgiving we, christmas <laughs> <laughs> although we widely define bulking <laughs> 
<laughs> she's like i'm at mcdonald's i'm bulking um you know it's hysterical <laughs> all right so you guys you guys do did mention uh, several times um you know the the competitiveness of of the business the fitness business how do you you know what's the key to building uh like a clientele like how and and not only just building one for one month because i know um like i said we've had fitness people on before a different type uh actually out in california and you know he said he says that the key for him um when you're building your clientele is not to just get them to come for that one month but to continually come and so you have them you know you're you're with them day in and day out or whatever that you know the regimen calls for so so what what's the key to having you know building a clientele and, and, and maintaining them. So we really don't even take on clients period that aren't committed to a lifestyle change. And it's in all aspects. It's the food, it's the sleep, it's the water, it's the mental approach to life. And then the fitness part is a part of it, but we will not even consider training part-time. It's not a part-time for your life, your health, your wellness is not a part-time gig. It's your lifestyle it's your future it's your family it's a goal and with that becomes a full-time job and yeah. exactly and before we even take on a client we go we have like an interview process how serious are you about getting results what exactly from on a scale from one to ten what do you want what is your timeline do you want results in three months six months a year they're like, well, I just want to do once a week. Well, then we're not that trainer. Maybe a fitness class will be better for you. We're here to actually transform individuals mentally and physically. And um, and we really work hard to make sure that they get their ultimate results. Building relationships with our clients is a snowball effect because there are so many good trainers anywhere you go. You can go up north. You can go to New York. You can go to Miami, California. Anywhere you can find a trainer that is well versed in all assets of the fitness life, right? Yep. And can be certified, they can have master's degrees, but do they truly care about their clients? Mm. I think that's the most important thing. We sincerely treat our clients as if they were part of our family. And if they're going through something emotionally, we sit down, we talk to them, we call them on the phone, we text them daily, we let them know that they are a part of our lives, we ask them for their food logs. We want to make sure that we are constantly in their life. You can go to a gym and spend double what you would be paying with a one-on-one -on -one client who's not at a gym, and that trainer could be like, okay, great session, bye, and move right along and forget about you until next Tuesday, right? Right. We are a part of their life. And I think the turnover with our clients is very – that's why we hardly have any availability for any other clients because our clients are like, I, I'm stuck with you. Like I can never <laughs> – because you're actually my therapist and you know, you're my best friend and you're the, I'm like, girl, I'm going to charge you for, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my rates just went up. <laughs> so it's cool because they become a part of our family too. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think that's, you know, aside from like the basic, you know, points made that, you know, obviously being accountable and you're holding them yeah. accountable because this is a lifestyle change. Um, and and we always talk about just joking around, um, you know, if if because we hear it all the time, like oh I'm gonna go to the gym, and the yeah. first thing everyone always says <laughs> is you know because of New Year's resolution or whatever, and uh, you know there's always the the guy who like knows about 
actual fitness and, and it's really the kind of what you guys are talking about, the whole lifestyle thing. He's, he's a friend of ours. He First thing he says, like, if you're not even going to bother with the diet or reading books or, or actually getting real help, don't bother. Because a gym is a bunch, anybody could go in there and lift weights and throw things around and jump sure. on an elliptical or whatever you wanted that you thought you were going to do. Uh, but there's strategy behind the actual results to not only just get uh, any level of results, but effective and efficient results, right? Um, so I just thought it was like that guy just poured out like genius and everyone's just staring like, all right, this guy ruined it. Anyone want a drink? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right because those are basic uh, in, uh, clients that don't, you know, they're not ready for that level of training. So, so you did mention kind of being like a therapist and stuff like that. I want to actually both of you guys to answer this individually. Is there like a key or something you look for to motivate your clients? Like you, you had mentioned, if there's like a life, you know, like a life event um, and they, they can't make, you know, uh, your session or whatever. And they're like, I got, I, I'll come tomorrow. We got to continue this the next day because something serious or whatever happened. What are you there? You know, what is your thing to motivate? How do you tap into, you know, people taking action? like if someone like last minute cancels or they have an event that they have going on that weekend and they can't make their session. So basically I hold them accountable that day. I'm like, just try to make sure you squeeze in some kind of workout this afternoon. Even though I'm going to see you on Friday, I want you to keep your body moving. And if you don't have time to work out, then I want to make sure that your food log is on point. You shouldn't be eating excess. You should be fueling your body just enough to get through the day. Um, and if there, if you have a special dinner or birthday or something, nobody said that you can't have a bite of cake or nobody said that you can't have a bite of some, of a steak or a pasta, everything in moderation. It's a lifestyle. I love wine. I love food. I love pizza. I love all of the above. But when you know how to monitor yourself and you let yourself know, Hey, you know what? I don't need this entire bowl of pasta. If I wanted it again tomorrow, I can have a bite of it tomorrow. You let yourself know that it's always going to be there. You don't say my diet starts on Monday because then you want to binge and eat everything on sun, right? Yeah, yep. So you you say, you know what? I'm going to have two bites of this pasta over here. And if I want those two bites again tomorrow, guess what? I'm going to let myself have it. Why? Because I, I can have two bites of pasta whenever I want. Everything in moderation. Absolutely. Jeff? Yeah, and I kind of bounce off of what she said. I mean, we're, we're like-minded in this aspect that – we understand life happens, and down here, life happens a lot. There's yeah. always and there's always an outing. There's always everyone's connected in this community of Miami sure. Beach. Um, so it really comes down to the details. Where okay, so you said you can't work out because of blank. Well, then what can we manipulate to make that okay? If you cannot get to the gym, which is always hard for me to believe, because there's a gym outdoors 24 hours a day. If worst case scenario, you can go run, walk. There's a muscle beach down on 10th street. You know, there's always a way, but if there's not, then how can we manipulate it? Can we work on making sure the food is point blank perfect? Can we make sure that your water intake's good? Lower your stress levels on things that you can, anything you can manage outside of the gym to make sure that when you come back, you're not coming back bloated feeling because you've retained because of stress because of a job because of another variable that you know the domino effect so right. what can we do to manipulate other variables so then it doesn't come back as a detriment that life happens right and you don't reverse what you did in the past months exactly. you know exactly yeah so um <clears throat> would you guys agree that you know your your training is demanding 
right? If you're asking your clients to do uh, to to work at such a high level, um, they're coming to you because they respect who you are and expect for you to be the leader and lead by example. Is that is that some, is that like a cha- a daily challenge for you guys too? Because you're setting the tone, you're setting the bar, because uh, you're demanding a lot from them, but also you're demanding in turn you're actually demanding a lot from yourself. Yes, um, and, and we do a good job with that to each other. Um, we're very aware of our bodies to each other, and we've been honest. And sometimes she's had to look me in the face and just say, "Listen, you need to tighten." Put the donut down. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I, I got a sweet tooth for days, so I mean, I'm the one that will binge it at our weekends. I understand. That's I empathize with the client that has an eating problem because I've had the type that I love sweets, and I'll sneak it when no one's around. And, I can hold myself accountable because I'm a trainer, but then I'm not exactly looking the part of what I would emulate or, or want if I was hiring myself, and she'll put me in place. But <laughs> yeah, we're on. We definitely want to represent an ideal. You know, many of my clients are female, and they're like, "I want Eddie arms because Eddie has very jacked arms, so they look amazing." So I have clients that want that. You know, and if we didn't give them a goal. Because we didn't look the part, it doesn't really matter to, to, to a crowd how smart you are when if you can't apply it to yourself, why am I going to then hire you and believe in what your product is? But that doesn't mean we don't enjoy ourselves either. Exactly. We love vacations. We love going out to dinners. <clears throat> We're not at the point excuse me, where we are trying to get greater results. We are exactly where we need to be. So we're in maintenance. So we do our daily routines. Now, if we do splurge one weekend, maybe because it was Cinco de Mayo or whatever, then we know on Monday we kick it back into gear. Maybe we'll toss in an extra workout so that our bodies can get back to its standing self and we don't have to worry about like reversing what we're supposed to be looking like or feeling like. And ultimately, we do it not even – like I don't even realize – that I work out for physical aspect, it's a mental thing. I do yeah. it because it's like my daily dose of medicine in the morning. You work out to get you through the day. And I feel like most um, successful individuals, that's the first thing that gets them through the day is their workout and the endorphin rush and just that dopamine and just getting them feeling like they're on top of the world and they can conquer anything. Yeah, for sure. That's that's excellent point. Um, so... So, uh, Jeff, um, I know you're constantly entering, you know, fitness and running competitions. Um, is there a motive behind this or is this something you do for, uh, leisure? Is it just, you, you enjoy it? Um, I know people get addicted to these things. I have a friend who literally, what do they call it? Like marathon, like depression or something like when the competition's over and she's not training anymore. Um, she's just kind of like all down and out. I didn't know if that was a real thing. Um, so anyway, so you could speak on that. Um, I love competition. I grew up playing sports. Uh, I've always loved watching sports. I've always been a part of the competitive side of things. So I've always looked to find what I can, A, challenge my body on, but also try to do it in a way that I can still live a life. So I've ran duple marathons. I've raced actually a couple halves where I've completed them and done very well. Um, recently I've done an athlete race that was one of the more difficult things I've done. And I just did 
two weekends ago, my first Spartan race. And like you talked about the addiction side, I've already asked Eddie if we can go down to Orlando in December to do my next one because I want to compete because now I know what to do. Right. You know, I found that I was good at it. I found I thoroughly enjoyed it, which now in turn makes me work out exponentially more focused and harder because I have a big time goal of wanting to actually compete in a Spartan race in a national worldwide level at some point. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's all about having a vision of something, testing it, and if it fits what I like, diving in. And I absolutely love the competitive side of it. I love seeing the energy on race day. I love the idea of people cheering you on because they're doing something maybe they can't do, haven't done, want to do. And it's just one of the best experiences physically that you can have working out-wise. Yeah, that's awesome. So you get it's like it's like a um, it's like not only is it you know the whole goal setting thing, but it's actually also you're pushing yourself. Um, you're like almost like seeking for like the next challenge as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll be following. I've done now is I'll follow people on social media and they'll post their times and they're the ones that I'm going to be competing against one day. So I see they're running a. 527 miles. So I'm like, okay, well, that's my goal. I need to be at this level, then be able to complete these next things to be able to say at this next time I can do that. Yeah. And in, for me, it's, that's, I, I find more passion for something when I know that there's an end goal in sight. And the end goal is I want to compete in a way that would make me on a level with the best. And finding what that was, was, you know, a challenge because I've tried to do a little bit of everything. And I think, you know, you find a niche at some point in life, and I think this is where it's going to head. But anything competitive-wise, absolutely. I'm always down to try something new. I try to triathlon and swim in a pool five times beforehand. Right, and just right. Went, <laughs> went out and did an Olympic distance triathlon with literally zero training. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds – a triathlon sounds so intense. How intense was that? Surprisingly, I expected it to go much easier. Really? Um, <laughs> this guy doesn't lack confidence, that's for sure. Now, sidebar, I hadn't been in the, in the ocean or lake above, below waist level or above waist level water since about high school. Right. So I'm diving into a lake and swimming, and that freaked me out. I yeah. haven't done it. And it's at 6.30 in the morning, it's pitch black. So you get the visual of how scary it is, yeah. but it's also three hours plus, you know, like, it took some time, you know, you're not used, to, I'm not used to having to eat something or have a snack or something or drink something during the race to keep me energized because the muscles get a little tight after three hours. Like it's a long time, Yeah. but it was, I, and like I said, the cool part was, is there's so many people around to entertain you. They're clapping, they're cheering. There's other people out there pushing. There's a guy, no kidding, riding a bike with one leg. He's yeah. doing a triathlon with one leg and he's yeah. pushing and pushing and pushing. I'm like, if this guy can do it. There's no way on earth I can't find the motivation with him to do the same. Yeah. The best part of that triathlon is he tells me a week before, hey, I'm doing a triathlon. <laughs> morning. I'm like, that is my Sunday morning, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, my God. You mean swam? He's like, no. Uh, I'm like, okay. I watched a couple YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Like That's hilarious. Hey, look, they say dive right into it, right? There you go. No pun intended. <laughs> so so I, I was always curious of people who do um, competitions that are that long, because uh, it's several hours, right? But before you're done. Yeah, and like you've ran marathons before, right? So so they always say, um, 
I forget what mile it is. Let's just, for example, let's just say that the marathon, you get to a point in whatever competition that's, you know, like the lengthy ones, you question yourself. I'm like, why in the world did I sign up for this? In the middle of your, in the middle of like mile nine or something. What is it? Like, what is it that keeps you going? And how how do you like find the strength to, to keep, keep going like knowing damn well like all right well i still got half of this bad boy to go right um i mean partially it gets into the training where you're hoping that you've ran close to the distance of miles like in my two marathons i didn't break 20 miles in any of my runs the marathon 26.2 so there was a point where you're realizing i haven't run this far and my muscles aren't used to i'm a nighttime runner midday runner i don't run in the morning and it's a six o'clock race time so you're you're battling variables the whole time but the motivation really gets down to, is someone going to, am I going to let someone down? Am I going to let myself down? Am I going to let my mom who came out to see me or my wife, or am I going to let my clients down because they might emulate me and say, I want to do that one day. And I'm not, I don't want to ever let any variable get in the way that I can control. And the one thing I can control is my mind. No matter how difficult things get, you can, you can tell yourself you're stronger than that moment and you're stronger than that cramp that's coming up, that's going to slow you down. Sure. But you can keep pushing and the body is so much stronger than we realize. We just fall short mentally so much. And we usually crap out way before mentally than we ever do physically because we don't believe in ourselves and finding that spot where you just say, I'm here. I'm blessed enough to be able to do this. Let's do it. And go. That's wild. That's a uh, uh, that's admirable too. I mean, it, it is true too because you do put that you know that weight um, on your shoulder, uh, thinking like not all eyes are on me, but you also like as you said, you don't want to disappoint at the same time. And even so, you also don't want to disappoint. I talked about this a long time ago, and I'm not sure if many people caught on to it. But you don't you don't want to disappoint the little girl or the little boy that was once you. You know, you're always like, I want to be that guy. I want to be that strong guy. Or you saw like a real strong guy or highly competitive athlete or whatever it was, successful person when you were like eight years old or something. And then somehow that you tap into that unconsciously, I guess, or subconsciously you tap into that without realizing it. And it was something that I did um, like last year. And I'm like, are you really going to disappoint the little boy that was once you? And uh I can even get emotional even thinking about that because it's true. And then all of a sudden you see it come into fruition. You, you actually don't give up. And you're like, there's another little boy who's watching Jeff run right past him. And there you just built his little dream saying, I'm going to be that guy one day too. Um, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating when you actually do, you know, you take that responsibility. Take it like a champ. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Switching gears. Um, Eddie, I know uh, you were recently voted uh, – one of the best instructors in Miami. Um, can you explain uh, your initial reaction and what does this actually mean to you? I mean, I was pretty floored when I saw that. I, I was. I mean, I've been in the industry now um, for five years, and I never. I don't do what I do for recognition or for a pat on the back and for people to know that I'm the best instructor in Miami beach. I do it because I sincerely care about my riders and sincerely care about the individuals that I have impacted. There's people who have come up to me that are like, I'm battling cancer and you helped me get through this class or, um, I'm going through a divorce and I just cried my eyes out during my class because I thought that I wouldn't be able to get through anything in life. And, um, it's just nice to know that, 
what I do is empowering to others and it encourage others. It encourages others to want to be the best version of themselves internally, externally, physically, mentally. Um, and they just leave a better person. So for, I love my job because that's exactly what I do. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I know you incorporate, uh, you know, music with your training and even DJ now. Um, can you, you know, elaborate on the importance of music during your training and, and you know, how you actually utilize it as a tool? Totally. I, I mean, it all started, I've always loved music, but when I teach my cycling classes, you have to have like the bomb playlist because that's what gets you through a good workout, right? Yeah, yeah, Better music, the, the harder you work. So I would sit up hours upon hours upon hours looking for good music. And I'm like, one day it just kind of clicked. And I said to Jeff, I'm like, you know what? I'm like a DJ for these classes. People are like, playlist on fire. I'm like, I'm a DJ. So a year ago, I went to the Scratch Academy. Learned, I said, I'm, I'm going to be a DJ. And Jeff is like, sure, whatever. <laughs> well, he had to after he threw that triathlon thing at you. <laughs> So I literally, for eight months straight, went to school twice a week, uh, three hours a day, and learned how to become a DJ. Halfway through my eight months, I was like, this is difficult, and I almost wanted to give up on myself. But I remembered that me telling my clients, like, there's always going to be that breaking point. And that's when you have to get over that hump, and that's when you start to find that success at the end of the tunnel. So midway through, I said, okay, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to fight through it. I did it. And now I'm like DJing pool parties in Miami Beach. I DJ my music for other people's indoor cycling classes. I use that music for my own classes. So my my riders and my students, they all know that they're going to go in there like having DJ quality music. No, I didn't know it was a DJ school to go to. Yeah, that is awesome. That is intense. Eight <laughs> months, three. Holy yeah. smokes! Um, wow, uh, I didn't realize it was you know to that uh, to that level. That of, you know, you know yeah. just go there and like oh, click a couple buttons and play some. Well, <laughs> well, I knew it was a little bit more than click a couple buttons, but I didn't realize it was that intense, man. Um, so, so going back to uh, you know our original conversation, um, you guys are uh, a married couple. In the same industry, um, obviously you guys are, you know, you mastered your crafts um, separately, but they still consist of uh, physical fitness and and really encouraging and inspiring people. Um, can you, I mean, it could be one or both of you, give us, you know, what's the best part about working in the same industry and maybe what's the not so best part? The best part, honestly, is, is that we... Do, this, do it together. Like, you have a common variable. Some people don't have that luxury of a significant other that they can relate to. You know, you, it, it's beautiful to, to be her biggest fan, to, to cheer her on when she's done amazing with the award or with her clients or DJing. You know, it's, it's cool to see her growth because I was a trainer before she was. And that's how we met. I was training her. And really cool. Scandalous. <laughs> so it's really cool to have seen how she started off so green and now she is far known one of the best if not the best that i know because she has such a passion and 
connection. And the worst part is, is some of it, you know, you, you, you get a little jealous, you know, like I see here. And I'm like, <laughs> such a connection. It's a gift and it's a quality that not everybody has. And I've been doing this longer, but she connects on a level that is so far beyond what I've seen in the fitness industry most of the time. And it it's beautiful. So on that sense, I that's the biggest part that I enjoy is watching her growth as a trainer, her growth with her clients, the results, and then also the motivation for me to want to be that at all times as well because I'm watching it day by day. That's I think awesome. For me is that, I mean, he's probably one of the smartest trainers that I know. So he's like my lifeline. If someone comes to me and they're like, oh, well, I'm suffering from X, Y, Z, I'm like, Jeff, I need your help. You know? <laughs> And he'll help me. He's like, oh, okay, well, this is what we need to do. Or if he has a client with a certain um, something, maybe it's thyroid, maybe it's something. I'm like, you know what? One of my clients is suffering from XYZ. I know that you had a successful client. How did you go about doing it? So we banter. We go back and forth. And we actually help each other out. And it's it's really nice being in the same field because that's our common denominator. And and we, we can help each other. If he was doing a math magician, whatever, I'd be like, bro, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the example. That's uh, great. <laughs> Here we help each other out. And that's and the ultimate key of our relationship is teamwork and building each other up and being able to use that and and growing. And we've grown at, we've grown exponentially in the past um, four years, you know, so it, it's been a blessing. It really has. Yeah. So, so I know you guys are, you know, um, human just like us, although the, uh, the, the fitness, uh, you know, arena has put you guys at a much, you know, operating at a much higher level. Um, but we're still human, right? So even though, you know, Eddie's going to have maybe a not so hot day or Jeff might, how do you guys motivate each other? I know that sounds because a lot of people forget that you guys are human, right? Like that's like a um, <clears throat> that's like us being mad at you know when you know an athlete, for example, since it's NBA playoff time, LeBron James or somebody gets angry and people fail and people hold them to such a high standard that they forget they're actually human still, exactly. right? That you're not allowed to have emotions. Yeah. So so ha- so how do you guys you know do that with each other? I know you guys kind of keep it within your four walls. You don't have to get anything like personal, but like how are you m- motivating each other? You know, keep your, your chins up I, I have a good example of that um it it was like a, a couple of years ago when I found out my mom had breast cancer that same morning I had to teach a class yeah. how do you teach a class and give everyone your energy when you're going through something extremely difficult right right Absolutely. use that energy and you turn it into a positive and you use that energy and you explode it and you kind of turn that into and a positive energy and I'm going to tell you that that was probably one of the best classes that I've ever taught in my life after like when you have something negative you just have to turn it around and when I know Jeff is down about a situation or I'm probably more I probably complain more than him he just listens (laughs) (laughs) but always lets me know that you know what it's going to work out in the end it's not the it's it's going to work out. And he always gives me something positive and just kind of side note to remind me that what I'm doing is right. And what we're doing together is right. And it's only going to get better from here. 
Yeah, we have a very strong foundation on a belief that we are exactly what we're meant to be. And we've been through enough trials leading up to where we are now to know that we're on the path we're meant to be on. And sometimes you get lost in the moment because you're working a 10-hour day. And sometimes you teach multiple classes or we're commuting to and from a lot of clients or you get rained on, whatever. Variables happen in life. But we always remain constantly aware that no matter what, we have each other's back. No matter what, we're in the place God has put us in for a purpose. And every day we see some fruit of our labor through a client, through our relationship, through other friendships that have come from people that we've met in this industry. And, you know, like to what she was saying, I get looked at by a lot of people. They come up and ask me, well, it must be easy for you because you're in the gym all day. So you're a trainer. You must just have all the passion in the world to do this. And I'm like, it's honestly sometimes quite the opposite. You know, we give so much to our clients that the energy is there for them, you know, and we're, we're the afterthought. So we look at each other and we just buckle down and say, you know what, we can do this. And that that drive from the other person pushes me. And I don't ever want to let her down. I don't ever want to let her think that I'm not her Superman. I don't want to be the person that she can't look up to and say on a bad day, he's pushing because he has the power given he's in his passion. So I'm going to fight through this moment and grow. And from those moments, that's how we've really grown is – to know that we're there for each other through every single situation, no matter the highest of highs with her getting that award or the lowest of lows from finding out about her mom, you know, no matter what, I need to be that rock in fitness, health, in every single moment of our lives. And we're there for each other too. It works out. Um, so, so speaking on, you know, even just the, the supporting factor uh, that you guys support each other, um, in all variables of, you know, whatever's going on in life. Do you guys, do you guys set goals together or, I mean, you know, I know you have like individual goals. You guys set goals as a couple together, whether it's fitness, whether it's just in life, financial, whatever. Um, you know, how do you guys go about that? Absolutely. We always talk about our future. I mean, we, we put it out there in the universe and we, Every New Year's Eve, we set a goal for the year together. We write it down. We put it in an envelope. And that way, the following year on New Year's Day, we open it up and we're like, whoa, we checked off all these things because sometimes you don't appreciate all of your successes until you look back and and realize, I didn't have these successes, you know, whether it be a new apartment or a new car or maybe successes for your clients or successes for each other. Um, And... So we'll do those kind of goals for like on New Year's, but there's other goals that we always throw out into the universe. We plant the seed and and we make them happen. And so far we've been on a roll. Yeah, for sure. So do you guys kind of like continuously talk about it like throughout the year to um and not even necessarily getting off track, but maybe you got you paid more attention or you you gave more energy to something else and you're like, "All right, we got to remember that we still have this as a goal." Um, is that something you guys are constantly talking about? You know, you put it out there in the universe, but you're constantly, you know, you, know, you also have to remind yourself. He's the, uh, let's do this, let's do that type. Let's go on this vacation. Let's go do this tonight. I'm the, 
by summer Greece. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> so she puts it out there in the world. So it's out there. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's go do this this weekend. Let's go. Let's go away for that. Let's let's plan. You know, and she's very good at that. And she's very her vision of something when it when it light bulb strikes, you just take a step back and watch because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, and we we compliment each other well because I'll rein her back in sometimes. But she also lets me open up where on my own, I would not, I mean, I'll, I'll just say it as honest as I can, I would not be where I'm at today if she was not by my side. There's no way I would have grown because I didn't have the belief in myself. And when without her constantly believing in me, I never would have became a business on my own. I would have jumped from major gym to major gym and been in that role. And I might have liked it, but the difference in liking that to being in love with what you do and having someone you're in love with to push you, it's it's unreal. And it, it motivates me and makes me remember every day why I want to get up at 5 a.m. to train or why I want to stay late or work out in between or whatever the end goal is it's because you know that someone's there with you pushing, grinding, growing. And it, it's just it's amazing. It's exactly what I would have dreamt for my life without ever knowing where I was going to be. Yeah, wow. short-term goals, long-term goals. Jeff is back in school, too. So nice. um, we've got lots of stuff that we remind ourselves that when XYZ happens, it's, it's going to be good. So we do remind ourselves of those goals. Well, that my next question was, you know, what's the key to being a successful, you know, for having a successful relationship? But uh, you guys actually answered that, uh, you know, very eloquently as well. Nailed it. Yeah. So, um, so let's let's kind of switch gears for the last time and kind of talk about, you know, business aspects and being an entrepreneur. Um, so we'll just kick it off uh, with, you know, you know, what's your favorite part about being an entrepreneur? And that's to either of you. Waking up and loving what you do. Mm-hmm. You, I never wake up grunting or thinking like, man, I don't want to go to work today. You wake up and you absolutely enjoy and are passionate about what you do. So it doesn't feel like work. Today someone asked me, they're like, when do you have a day off? I'm like, I don't. We work seven days a week. Mm-hmm. They're like, but don't you need a day off? I'm like, why? When you love what you do, you don't need a day off. Yeah. We'll have afternoons off. We could work as early as 4.30 in the morning and be home by 2 p.m. And we've got the rest of the afternoon to go to the beach. But we banged out our day and you just feel so fulfilled that you just had eight clients in the morning and now you're done by 2 p.m. Or on the weekends, I DJ or I might have two clients in the morning, but our schedule's we curate our schedules. We're in charge of our schedules. So it's it, we love it. We're early birds and we love what we do. We're the boss. <laughs> I love it. So it's like uh, freedom, options, um, and then obviously the passion, you know, is, is an aspect of, you know, if you do what you love, uh, that, you know, the energy is going to naturally kind of create itself. And that's pretty cool. Um all right, so uh, what advice would you guys give someone looking to start their own business, whether it's a product uh, or service uh, that you wish someone maybe had told you before you got started? Um, it's, it's, it's a journey. There's moments you're going to doubt yourself. There's moments that you wonder if you're on the right track because you just, you, you're, 
because this is the unknown. And that part for me was what made this so amazing was it's 100% about you. It's 100% about your product. It's 100% about what you can provide to help for in our business to help somebody grow. And I went into this beyond scared. I went into this not knowing if I really could. Um, Eddie believed in me, backed me up. And uh, when you're passionate for something, it just just happens. You just you just do it, and you just don't stop, and you just keep going. And when you think you're there, you push harder because that next phase of something greater can come, but you don't ever stop. And but you know the thing is, if it doesn't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough, right? Yeah. You've got to live on that edge. You've got to believe in yourself. If you're passionate about what you're going to present and you believe in yourself and in the product, you're going to be successful. You can't be stopped, right? Um, Jeff and I are very different. He is like a realist. And I'm like, nope, we're, we're going to do this. I was in a management role before um, I became a personal trainer and an instructor. And I was doing very well in that management role. And then I started teaching a couple classes a week. And I said to Jeff, I was like, I'm going to quit my job. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, oh, yes, because I am going to be successful. And there was a little bit of doubt there because he was afraid. He's like, well, who's going to be paying these bills if you quit your job? <laughs> 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 and I'm like, and we were working together as a team. And I'm like, I need you to trust me on this one. Quit my job, started teaching classes, became a personal trainer, and just blew up in a matter of less than two years. Oh. And it was probably the best decision that we've ever come to terms with as a unit. Um, and we couldn't be more grateful for that decision. So just go for it, dive in and go for it. And if you fall, you get back up and you try it again. That's awesome. So uh, wrapping this up here, what advice would you give uh, to a couple uh, looking to get in business together? So aside from just being, you know, the single entrepreneur, you guys work closely together. Uh, what, what advice would you give that you know that couple? Uh, patience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, listen very carefully. Um, be, and this is the one I've had to work on the most. Was be more outspoken. You need to be clear because you're going to live with this person and spend every single day with them. So if you assume they know what you're thinking, you're probably wrong. So <laughs> speak clearly. Speak thoroughly and just work together because one day, one month, one decision I might think might be right and come to find out she's had a different vision for it and it is amazing. And just being able to be adaptable and be able to let the other person maybe be the leader or let the other person succeed and don't be jealous. Don't wish that I had the same thing they had because their journey, even though they are your significant other, might not be your journey. They might hit a different point faster. They might grow quicker. They might be more successful at something, but then you might be doing all the back end stuff no one knows about. Always hold each other up. Always. And, and distinguish roles between the two. If one person is the creative side, let them be the creative side. If one person's operations, let them be operations. And write things down. Cross your T's and dot your I's. Just don't don't overlap things. You want to make things very, very clear. That way there's no wishy-washy 
um, along along the road. You want to make sure that everyone knows their roles um, because it, it's a lot of work. And in the beginning, we were kind of like, huh, what do we do? What? And then now it's like, finally, we, we know our roles. And it took a while. It was almost like trial and error in the beginning. And now, I mean, we're doing pretty well with it. So that's awesome. So uh, communication is key, oh, there you go. right? Know your roles and be totally. flexible. Uh, well said, guys. Great advice. Um, so that wraps up this episode uh, number 59, The Power Couple, uh, Jeff and Eddie Thomas with us. Where can uh, people connect and uh, uh, contact you guys? Uh, I'm on Instagram at uh, Miss M-I-S-S, Eddie, Eddie Pink. And Jeff is on. We, uh, we have Body Commodity is the fitness company. Um, I'm on Instagram as Coach underscore Jeff underscore 305. Um, we're posting stuff pretty frequently. Yeah. Music, fitness, health, wellness, lifestyle. Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Jeff and Eddie Thomas. We like to wrap up our episodes with quotes. And the first one is by E.E. E. Cummings. And it goes, one's not half of two, two halves of one. Um, and then the second one is by George Eliot. Uh, what greater thing is there for two human souls than to feel that they are joined for life, to strengthen each other in all labor, to rest on each other in all sorrow, to minister to each other in all pain, to be with one another in silent, unspeakable memories at the moment of the last parting. Uh, George Eliot, thank you for that super deep uh, quote there, bud. Um, all right, so there you have it, the power couple. In this episode, we have special guests, fitness entrepreneurs, celebrity trainers, husband and wife, Jeff and Eddie Thomas. In this episode, we discuss Miami fitness scene, the fitness business, motivation and effective training. We hit topics of business and relationships, supportive couples, and a key to a successful relationship. We received tips on entrepreneurship and we wrapped the episode up with quotes from E.E. Cummings and George Eliot. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.